Hey there guys and gals, it's your old pal Paul. It's contest time here at GeekPod. Want to win a four pack of free Five Wits tickets? Of course you do. All you have to do is go to iTunes and leave a five star review on the GeekPod page. Not only will we read it on the air, but we will pick the best one and reward them with free Five Wits tickets. And now, back to a brand new GeekPod podcast. Hey folks, it's Hugh, Paul, and Corbs from GeekPod, the comedy podcast you can't stop listening to. That's G33KPOD. May 2nd at Cloud City Comics. It is free comic book day. That's Cloud City Comics in the Shopping Town Mall. Come on down at 9 a.m. There's going to be free comic books. We're going to meet you guys. We're going to broadcast live from Cloud City Comics in the Shopping Town Mall. It is May 2nd at 9 a.m. Free comic book day. Come down and discover some new worlds, revisit some old friends, or just say hi. GeekPod Live. Hi, my name is Hugh Allen from the comedy podcast GeekPod. And I'd like to talk to you about something today that's very close to my heart. Um, I would like to direct you to a Facebook page called Kindness for Kinley. Kinley Severson was born in December. She was born in Rochester uh, with only one lung, with her heart on the wrong side of her chest. Damage to her vertebrae and her esophagus did not reach her stomach. Uh, lots of bad stuff, and she's a close friend of the family. Her mother is actually my wife's best friend. And the reason I'm doing this is because I have the platform to kind of get these things out there. There is going to be a charity auction, which you can find the links to on the Facebook page, Kindness for Kinley, to raise money for the family. There is also a GoFundMe at www.gofundme.com. G-M, that's Gary Mary 68C as in Carl W. G-M-68-C-W. The reason I'm saying this is there was recently a spot on TV in Rochester, which you can find on our Facebook page, where they interviewed Helen and uh, one of her friends and talked about the situation. What they didn't really get into is the details of why there's going to be an auction, so I'd like to let you know that. This is a family who's had a daughter in the NICU since she was born in December. Uh, that is an hour away from their home. One of the parents has to be there all of the time, an hour away. They also have three young children at home, only one of which is school age. And uh, her husband, Jason, is the only person that brings in money for the family because she stayed home with the kids. You can imagine he has missed a lot of work since then. And this is a long-term thing. This is going to go on six months, a year, maybe longer. And Kinley may have issues for her entire life. Uh, the family is struggling to get by. And I look around and I see things like we've crowdfunded a Pebble smartwatch and Super Troopers 2. And I think to myself, geez, I mean, there should be something we can do here. You know, this platform is the only thing I have, and I want to put it out there. I'll take a look at the page. You know, th these are wonderful people, a beautiful family, and they need help now. And if, if we can, if our job here is to only talk about comic books and we can't do any good in the world, then, you know, what are we doing here? So please, check out Kindness for Kinley. Check out www.gofundme.com, GM68CW. Read the story. If you've got something you can contribute or something you can give to the auction or whatever, please do. You know, these people need our help. Let's be superheroes, guys. My name is Paul, and I'm a comic book geek. My name is Hugh, and I'm an all-purpose geek. My name is Corbs, and I'm a sports geek. My name is Jack, I'm a history geek. This is GeekPod.
Hello and welcome to this edition of Geek Pod. I'm your host, Paul. I'm Hugh. I'm Jack. Gentlemen, what's got you geeked? Well, what has me geeked, everybody has already heard about at the beginning of the show, probably, if we throw that uh, stinger on there. Um, I want to talk about a, a Facebook page called Kindness for Kinley. Uh, it's for a, a friend of the family. Uh, basically, uh, Kinley Severson was born back in December with one lung, uh, some problems with her vertebrae, uh, her heart's on the wrong side, and her esophagus did not reach her stomach. I mean, that's some pretty bad stuff. And uh, her family, uh, her, her mother Helen and her father Jason, um, you know, great friends. Uh, Helen is my wife's best friend, and their kids call her Aunt Tamara, my wife, Aunt Tamara. Uh, so we're very close. And basically what happened was back in December, um, they started a GoFundMe to help them because uh, somebody has to be at the hospital at the NICU in Rochester pretty much 24 hours a day, and they live an hour away in Honeyoy. Uh, and of course, you know, they only had one breadwinner in the family, and, you know, Jason's taking a lot of time off from work because somebody has to be at the hospital, the house is an hour away, they have three young kids, only one of which is in school, which means, you know, yeah, she's away for a couple hours a day, but there's two little ones who need to be watched. It's been a really rough time, and uh, the GoFundMe raised some money, uh, it's just this is uh, an ongoing thing, it's a long-term thing. Um, every two weeks they have to go in and stretch her esophagus uh, to try to get it to reach her stomach. I mean, there's a lot of stuff. This is going to go on for a while. And so some other people decided to do a charity auction, uh, which is going to be going on at the end of this month, the April 24th or 25th. And um, you can find that at the Facebook page, Kindness for Kinley. Uh, the reason I wanted to put the stinger in the beginning and we're going to put a, an ad up on our Facebook page is because if this isn't out quite in time or soon, the GoFundMe is still going to be available for people to donate to. And I mean, I look around and I mean, I see people crowdfunding, and I looked this up right before we sat down, guys. Will Wheaton, you remember Will Wheaton, right? Oh, Wesley oh, Crusher nice. from Star Trek The Next Generation. Great guy, love the stuff he does. Will Wheaton's Tabletop Season 3, that is where him and friends play tabletop games on camera and talk about it. I'm sure it's very entertaining. I like tabletop games. I am not downing Will Wheaton a bit. Crowdfunded $1.5 million for a show, a web show, about people playing board games. Okay? Uh, it boggles the mind. Yeah, I, I so, nothing. So I thought, you know what, let's use these media connections we have, try to raise some money, because this money isn't to buy cute little Gap clothes for the girl in the hospital. It's to buy groceries and pay mortgages and car payments for a family that may be in this rough situation for half a year, a year, or longer. And Kinley may have long-term health problems, you know, but her family's strong. They're going to get through it. And I feel like if we can crowdfund Will Wheaton for his, you know, pastime, you know, we should be able to do something. Like I said in the ad, let's be superheroes. And, and that's what's got me geeked, the opportunity to talk about this, get people on board, donate a little, donate an item for the auction, whatever you can do, go to the Facebook page and, and read the story and make your own decision. Go to the, the GoFundMe page. It's www.gofundme.com forward slash GM68CW. That's G as in Gary, M as in Mary, 6-8, C as in Carl, W as in William. Uh, please check it out. Uh, I think we can do some good here, and these are people that definitely deserve it. Wow. It's going to be hard to follow that up, bitches. <laughs> right. <laughs> this is where Dr. Hugh drops the mic and walks out. Done. Uh, so, yeah, that, that's, that's kind of setting uh, the early precedent for the episode. We're going serious first, and maybe later on we can lighten things up. We'll get Jack to maybe do a little dance or something. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> or a little jig. Oh, there he goes. Now, and I and I know this gets said a lot on this show, but all of the links will be on the Facebook and the GeekPod pages for that. This is very important to GeekPod. This is we are one hundred and fifty percent behind Kindness for Kindling. And I know we have some passionate people out there. I know I bashed our fans the last episode, all in good fun. But I know we've got some great people here, and I'm sure they'd be happy to help. Um, we're going to discuss it a little bit later about our our appearance at Free Comic Book Day. I'm thinking that maybe we'll have a donation jar at our table if anyone would like to give in that capacity as well. I think that's a great idea. No, it's just very important stuff. Um, I remember before... Um I started my career. I worked at OCM Bosi's for a couple of years, and um, I volunteered one summer. I did a summer school program, and they put me one-on-one with someone with cerebral palsy. I did not know how to deal with it at first because I come from a teaching background, but um, I worked one-on-one with someone with cerebral palsy. I knew nothing about it, and he was 19 years old, and just seeing him go through that every single day, um, it just was a struggle. Like, I, like he, stayed, he stayed positive. That smile he had was just great. Um, I just remember uh, one day um, he said he had a crush on a girl in the class and she had cerebral palsy too, she didn't speak. Um, it was so great. Like he, I knew nothing about country music. He loved country music more than anything this guy. So he played a, a song for her. So I remember for his school dance, this is no joke, I brought in some gel, I gelled up his hair, I got him one of my ties, um, I got him some flowers, I got him a little chocolate. So like um, I made sure we um, made him look nice and we um, got him ready for the school dance. They were both in wheelchairs, so we got both wheelchairs together and they both did a slow dance with one another. That's very sweet. Yeah, it is. It's just um, I don't know. It's just, I'll, I'll never forget that guy. Like I remember, I went back last uh, summer. I had a day off from work. I said, "Guess who it is?" And like his cerebral palsy. If you know what cerebral palsy is, like you tense up so quick. His hands just opened up so wide. His uh, teacher said, I've never seen his hands open up so much. And um, it's just really rewarding working with people with cerebral palsy, um, even Down syndrome, autism. They're special, special people. You just described all of my brothers and sisters pretty much. <laughs> now, no. let's be clear, that that isn't a joke. No, no, no. no. <laughs> a brother with cerebral palsy, a brother who's autistic. Actually, no Down syndrome, but no, that actually is my whole family. Oh, yeah. No, that's okay. Like, yeah, my... Uh... <laughs> yeah, really. We need to specify that. <laughs> do, do, do that. Um, no, just growing up with that, my mom's brother, he lives in a nursing home. He goes to program every single day. He has autism. And my grandma took the clear cell. Clear, clear cell. It's a type of ointment you can take for, like, your skin. And uh, she used that in the 1950s when he was being born and... I, I people say they were born differently. What what's different nowadays? Define different. There's, you, I don't know. There's really no clear definition of different. So, uh, my uncle, like he, um, he's a very loving guy. He calls every girl he meets mommy. Um, so, but like it's funny though. I go up to him like Johnny, do you need some help? He's like no. I'm like oh, I got the mean voice. He he loves his girls. So like good man. Like he's a, very fun to be around. He. It's funny, when I go visit him sometimes in his group home, he has all the nurses helping him out. He just wants the girls to help him out mostly. Which, I'm like, all right. Yeah, I see where you go. I, I was like, you are smart. I should Honestly, going to his program, he gets to do arts and crafts all day. He gets chocolate pudding. gets to watch TV. I'm like, Psh, sign me up for that. And, oh. yeah. 
<laughs> I, I think it'd be kind of fun. I think um, I think I would probably stick out oh. like a sore thumb. And we're back. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but no, um, I'm agreeing with you. What he's saying though, like these are good things. These are good people. I don't know them per se yet, but just listen to Hughes um, talk about this. This is well, something I would definitely. He, you know, Kinley Kinley doesn't, uh, as far as they know, have any brain defects. I mean, she seems to be a normal little girl who's, sure. despite all the issues she's having, I mean, she the smiles. I mean, she's, she's happy even though she's never actually had food go from her mouth to her stomach in her mm -hmm. life. She's still happy. She still smiles. Um, her sisters, her little ones, got to see her for the first time on Easter because they don't let little kids in the hospital a lot of times, especially during flu season because they're, especially the NICU, they're worried about them bringing something in. So they've had a little baby sister since December and they got to see her for the very first time on Easter Sunday and uh, they got a picture of them all together. And That's it's sweet. Just, you know, I, I'm not the kind of guy that generally tears up, but this whole thing, I mean, th these are people that are close to us and I mean, man, just to, to see the strength it takes for somebody to to work through this and still smile. I mean, go to the Facebook page. If you haven't seen it, Jack, I, I posted a, a video. It's, it was on the news in Rochester. Just Helen kind of talking about it. I, I just felt like the TV ad, it talked briefly about the auction, but it didn't really. It said, hey, here's a family going through something, and they're very strong, and it was a heartwarming and wrenching story at the same time. It kind of didn't get to the what I felt was the important part of that, that, hey, we're doing something for them. Um, let's try to help them out. I mean, please, you know, give your ten bucks to this. Um, a bat in the sun will make their next superhero <laughs> showdown all on their own. No, that's sweet. That's very nice. Um, just hearing that story, uh, working at Bosey's, just all these nice things. Um, I don't know, that's kind of got me geeked a little bit, staying with the tradition. You said something, now I said something. Paul? See, no, we're not going <laughs> to... No. Cop out. Hey, I'm not giving you a hot oh, come on. Cop out. Come on. No. You're, do we need to stop so everyone can compose themselves for a minute? I'm looking at the table. I had to match it or at least somewhat get on the same level. I'm talking about the raw emotion in the room. Well, let's, let's just stop for a minute and let this go. Okay, I think we're, uh, we're okay now. Can we continue on with... A little few yucks on this show now. All right, all right, all right. Uh, you want to so, know it's got so to be really Jack, well, yucks, You said right. you wanted things to get lighthearted later, but we have to talk about conversion. Danny so. Tanner's coming oh. down in a minute. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, are we going to have a full house? No, well, um, I had a birthday a couple weeks ago, and my brother wanted to know what I wanted for my birthday. So I gave him a few ideas. Yes, I got a pretty cool gift, but like one of my favorite gifts, you guys probably remember it, I got the whole Doug DVD box set. One of the best cartoons I think I've ever remember. Like, I know you guys are older than me, but you watch Doug, of course. When I book. peripherally know of Doug. Ugh. Come on. Dude, I think that show was out when I was either getting out of wait, high school wait, or getting in college. Are we talking about the, uh, the gay guy on Melrose Place? <laughs> was his name Doug? No. No, uh, no, it was a good cartoon. Uh, Billy West. Um, the, he was um, also on Futurama. But um, it was just a really well done show. It's funny, though. You have Doug, his dog Porkchop. His best friend Skeeter, he calls Skeet Face, which is totally green. Roger Klotz, Patty Mayonnaise. Like, it's totally different. Like one of these shows, it was just really well done. I just remember when I was a kid. I know you guys are, like you said, older. More. You say that a couple more times. Right. He's trying to oh, drive it home. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm not sure. Am I older than you? Are we older than him? I, I have that so. Benjamin yeah. Button disease. I'm actually aging backwards right now. But uh, no, I just remember on Saturday nights, my parents would go out on a date. My sister would be in charge of me and watching Snick. And uh, Doug would be on all that, like all those classic Nickelodeon shows. But Doug, it just brought back so many good memories. And watching it again, it's just like, this is when cartoons 
they had good plots, they had good writing, good um, good everything. Just it was really really well done. That's got me geeked a little bit. All right, Paul. So <laughs> these are the kind of cartoons he considers the good old days. For me, yeah. I go back to Super Friends. Like that's the good old days for me. Like early '80s. We're talking like a good 15 year span in between. The Flintstones. I was never a Flintstones guy. Jetsons. No, they weren't really my thing. I liked my He-Man, but I mostly watched Doctor you, Who. You realize I'm gonna <laughs> cut that out and isolate it. <laughs> I like my He-Man. I love playing. Really, <laughs> really. Oh. oh, you liked. <laughs> so what's got me geeked? And as of this recording, uh, it's very, very recent. Netflix exclusive original. Marvel's Daredevil. Now, I know some people at this point, it's been out for over 24 hours, have already watched the entire season. I made it through one episode so far. I made it through two. I still haven't watched, but I I promise I'm going to watch. I will. But I'm still hesitant because it's Ben Affleck playing Daredevil. No, it's not. It's different? Ben Affleck is not. See, that's the second time this has been referenced for me. No, Affleck is not playing. No, Daredevil. I know he's not, but that's what the memory is, though. So oh. that's what the memory is. I know it's not Ben Affleck playing okay. it, but it's just like that's what I remember. Charlie Cox is Matt Murdock. <laughs> yes, <Cox>. really. <laughs> you need to isolate, <laughs> right? Cox. All right, keep going. Okay, about Charlie so Cox. Re- remember, Jack said he just had a birthday. He didn't tell you it was his fourteenth birthday. <laughs> <laughs> I had my birthday in this basement. <laughs> <laughs> I had to do one. So, <laughs> all right, go. Yeah, we're about halfway through episode one last night, and my wife says, "I don't like him as Daredevil." I said, "What?" She goes, "They should have brought Ben Affleck back." <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Well, yeah, yeah, I liked Daredevil. I actually. I owned the special edition of that movie. I mean, Why? Because I, I, I liked it. I, well, there wasn't a lot to compare it to back then. The right. level of quality we have now is a lot different. But all the people like, oh, that movie was horrible. I, I, I cannot I cannot see what the problems were. I mean, could it have been done better? Yeah. But as far as comic book movies go, I mean, it was that or Batman Forever for crying out loud. Right. I'll give you that. And not the greatest movie, but not the worst. My no. My biggest complaint was... Affleck, and it was because I didn't see him as Matt Murdock. It was Ben Affleck as Daredevil. That that was all it was for me. My problem were the main leads in it. It kind of took me out of the movie. But otherwise, I actually I still enjoy the movie. I've never watched the director's cut, which I heard was way better. Yeah. What is this Charlie Cox also been in besides Daredevil? Is this a new thing for him? Or you got me. I've never seen him before. I think he's been in one other thing. I should have really looked that up before we got here. Okay, uh, but keep going about Daredevil. I'm kind of. It was really well done. I mean, it starts off obviously with the origin story. He's blind, right? Yeah, Daredevil. Peppered in. In fact, they're still telling the origin story in episode two. Every time he gets knocked out or closes his eyes, or or sometimes they just kind of cut back and forth, but it's not intrusive. Um, kind of similar, if you remember the way Highlander used to always transition to flashbacks, but they would do it in a way that didn't take you out of it. Unlike Arrow, who I, I've now taken to fast-forwarding through the flashback sequences, because I don't care. Right. I, that's a whole different story. Arrow. But yeah, it's it was, it was really well done. And 
for me because I'm not I've never watched a Netflix original show before. Oh really? So for me, watching a full 53 minute episode, no commercials, no pauses, it was just really fucking cool. Yeah. Uh, you know, I noticed because uh, I sat down and watched this with my family last night, and I'd read some of the early reviews. Some people saying, "Well, some things aren't realistic. Why don't the bad guys use their use their guns to fire things rather than just you know swing at people? Um, it's going to be hyper violent." I was worried about my ten year old because you know, I mean, she gets freaked out, but you never know what she's going to get freaked out by. You know, she could watch you know somebody getting murdered, and then two seconds later, someone kicks a dog, and she's in tears. So <laughs> I get tears from that. I don't like dog getting her. <laughs> Sorry, but um, <laughs> I, she said, "Hey, can I watch this?" I'm like, "Well, you can try because it's. I guess it's based. I don't even know if it's PG-13. It might even. What's be the rating? I would say I'm R. not sure. It's it's. Well, well there's it's, no sex. Did in it say it, anything in the corner like TV? No, they don't do that on, on Netflix from the looks of it. Regardless, um, we all sat down and watched them all. I was kind of figured my wife wasn't going to be into it, but she was. Uh, she's always willing to give something a try. Um, we want ended first episode. Wanted to watch the second one. Um, Everybody wants to watch the third one. My 10-year-old says she's going to watch it on Netflix during the week and ruin our weekend <laughs> ritual now. Uh, my wife even said it was good. One thing she thought uh, that really blew her away was that the women in the show don't look like they're made up. They look like normal women. Now, if you know the, the actresses in this, uh, Deborah Ann Wall and uh, Rosario Dawson is in the second episode. Okay. Mm. Two very incredibly she's gorgeous great. women. Okay? Look, still they still look good, but they look like everyday women. They're not made up. And I didn't notice that. My wife picked that out, and she really liked the fact that it seemed like it was set in a real world. It was very grounded. Instead of glamoury. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, another thing that I noticed, it didn't start off... I mean, it still does, it doesn't feel superhero-y, and I don't think it's going to. I do think the first episode was a little... I don't want to say slow, but it almost lost my... I don't Not even lost my interest, that's not fair. It just almost lost me. It took a little too long. If you're not going to tell the origin story and do the natural progression, if you're going to break things up like that, I guess they spent too, too much time being lawyers right there in that first episode where I was just kind of like... Is this what this is going to be? Right. Is know? this Daredevil or, or Nelson and Murdoch? Yeah, yeah, and, and I don't mind lot. seeing the Nelson and Murdoch stuff, but since we don't have anything established for the show, you're, you're getting a feel for the show. And there was one sequence there, you know, midway through, where I was starting to question whether this, this was going to be good. But they definitely redeemed themselves. I will state, I know you haven't seen the second episode, so I, I don't want to ruin anything for you, but I did see one of the most brilliantly choreographed things I've ever seen. Now, you probably noticed that the fights in this show um, tend to be long. Yes. There's a, a lot of excellent choreographed fighting. There is a fight in the uh, the second episode. I can do this without ruining anything. It starts in a hallway. There are doors on either side of this hallway, okay? Now, this fight is all one shot. I think they may have cut it because there are times when people get thrown into the room and then the camera backs up so you can't see. So they could have stopped and cut there and then back. But what it looks like is the camera's at the beginning of the hallway. Daredevil is fighting six or seven guys. And it's like, you know, you hit somebody with something, they fall down, they're not out. It's almost like real life. These guys are getting back up after a few minutes. They just keep coming in one room, out the other. The camera goes past Daredevil in the hallway and gets now it's pointing the opposite direction. It goes back and then ends up a couple minutes later, does the same thing. Again, and then finally the fight ends at the... I'm just thinking to myself, even if you take the camera cuts, and you'll be watching for this, mm -hmm. when he goes in and out of the room, these are incredibly long choreographed action scenes, complicated scenes. Holy fucking shit. Charlie Cox may be new to things, but <laughs> god damn. I mean, you could have cut those fight scenes down by a quarter, and I'd still be impressed. It, it, 
even if it wasn't really one long shot, because you'll see where they could have maybe cut stuff by going into the room, you'll still be impressed by the length of it. Because there's no cuts to, oh, punch to the balls or anything like that. It's all pretty much static and the camera slow moving. Blown away. Absolutely blown away. I'm interested. I, I think you Holy just got shit. the title for this episode. I think it's going to be Geekpad episode 15. Punch to the balls! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, it, w- it was fantastic. I-, I had a great time. I don't like the the black costume, but I understand it because I guess they're they're taking their inspiration from Man Without Fear. Okay, and I guess that's what he wore through the whole thing. And he was born blind, right? No, no, no. You really need to watch the show. Okay, yeah, yeah. They even went over that in the movie. I felt. Oh, probably. you know, the beginning of that threw me though because I actually went. I thought I was playing the trailer on my phone that morning. And it started in with a whole, you know, he's on the ground, his dad runs up. And I'm like, wait a second, this isn't a trailer. <laughs> Stop! Stop! Yeah. yeah. But, man, I mean, they just didn't waste any time. Oh, no, was... they went right to it. And I was confused at first, because they don't really give you an introduction and who this guy is running through the streets. Yeah. And then, as soon as you saw the kid laying on the ground and in the, the barrels everywhere, I'm like, holy shit, they're going right to it. It's almost as if you didn't know the character. I don't know if that was quite enough setup for a casual viewer, or if you hadn't hmm. seen the movie with Ben Affleck. Uh, but they get you in quick enough. Oh, definitely. And uh, fucking heart wrenching. I don't know. It's because you know, because I'm a dad of little kids. But the with uh, Jack Murdoch standing oh. over him when the kid, when, when Maddie just starts screaming, "I can't see! I can't see!" I, I literally, I like, I was like, kind of. You know, they continue showing those kind of flashbacks. And I'll tell you, what really struck me was that the relationship between him and his father, even though they eventually get into the whole, you know, him getting paid to throw fights, which has been... That's that's common knowledge for... Man, that man loves his son. Like, everything he does is for his son. And it comes through, even when he comes home late at night, all beat up uh, to his son. It's... I was going to point out that scene... When at the kitchen table when yeah. Matt was supposed to be doing his homework. Yeah. And we're, we're just going to totally ruin the first episode yeah. for you. And Probably. it's just, it's a quiet little interaction, but such power with how they do it. Yeah. Because basically Matt was kind of blown off his homework and Jack, his father, tells him, mm-hmm. you know, I never studied and, you know, you don't want to end up like me. Mm-hmm. Matt's blind. And literally, this is Jack coming home from a fight. He is beat to shit and bleeding. Did you catch that? Yeah, yeah, the blood drop, drops of blood on He the takes Matt's hand as he's explaining this to him and he guides his hand over his face and then that's when we get to see when they panned around where just the one whole side of his face was completely fucked up and lumped up like out to yeah. here. He looked like Marv. Was it Marv? From yes. Boston City? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Beat to hell. And, and as Matt's studying his face as I'm assuming that's because that's how you always see blind people look and I'm yeah. using air quotes looking at people you can see like the blood is like dripping down onto Matt's hands and everything it's just powerful powerful, powerful stuff no this is actually very interesting like um what we're I, hoping no no <laughs> um Netflix is trying to compete with like the HBO's and the Showtime's I like how they release like a whole season like that like they do that House of Cards yeah. Orange is the New Black and still Game of Thrones is HBO's golden child and it will be but on um, Netflix is really uh, starting to come into their yeah. own I just wonder how they finance this because I mean we're paying eight nine dollars a month or whatever some there's different levels but right. it's kind of like they said for years they've been making X amount of money all of a sudden they go hey we're gonna start making TV shows there's no advertisements I'm just kind of wondering where the money from that is coming and from and 
what benefit it has because are, are people actually signing up enough people signing up just to watch Daredevil that it pays for Daredevil I, I had Netflix I for three years but um, I watched House of Cards after season one I heard it was a good show Kevin Space is a great actor and I don't know like, I, like maybe like they do have a little they have one during the Super Bowl I think a Netflix ad. Well, ads are a different thing. I mean, you can see ads online all the time. They're buying advertisements. But what he's saying is, are these original shows pulling enough people in to warrant the production cost of them, yeah. is, is what he's saying. Yeah. And yeah. I can tell you just from my personal experience, we canceled Netflix before the kids got here. Mm-hmm. When I found out they were doing the Marvel exclusive shows, I got Netflix back. When did they say that? Six months ago now, a yeah. year ago. Okay. Yeah, and I'm sure there are some people that are doing that, but TV shows cost millions and millions of dollars to make. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, I'm sure a lot of people... I mean, if I didn't have Netflix now, I would have signed up for it for Daredevil. But how are there really that many people who are doing that? I mean, $10 a month a pop. You know, I mean, how much are these people getting paid? I mean, most actors are getting a... Five, I don't know... Depending 10, on the name, 15, yeah. 20,000 an episode, something like that. I mean, I don't even know. I just, it, I really wonder where, the, I wonder how the business model works because I, I can't imagine that they, that this, these shows are growing their base that much. But I wonder if maybe it's some cross licensing thing, you know, it's gotta be. Disney or something like that. And I know for a while, Disney was very resistant to even having any of their stuff on Netflix because they were trying to do their mm-hmm. own. Mm-hmm. But, Within the last few months, I've noticed a glut of like their animated series and stuff coming oh, out. Oh, that's of it. probably what it is then. So, that's probably exactly what it is. Yep. House of Cards, though, I like that show. That's very. I know I said it again, whatever. But that Daredevil now. Um, you were saying before we went on air, like if Daredevil is very successful, they'll do other heroes. Well, they're, well, they're already doing it. There's yeah. what seven who, shows in total when who, they're done. What are they doing? I first? know of four. Um, there's this. There's. Um, AKA is, Jessica, Jessica, Jones. Jessica Jones. There's Defenders. And there's a Luke Cage one, right? Luke Cage, Iron Fest, and then it's supposed to culminate in Defenders. Yeah. Is that their kind of Justice League and Avengers? Gonna, uh, They're Justice like Avengers. It's going to be their version okay. of Avengers. Okay. Yeah. Did you catch, and I don't know why I'm asking because I'm sure you did, the reference to Avengers? Oh, yeah, when they were talking about the city. The incident? The incident, yeah. And I, and I loved it because Matt was speaking for. The audience, when he said, "Oh, is that what we're calling it now?" Yeah, I you know love that. Yeah, you know you're probably gonna get a text at like four in the morning when I eventually find that Easter egg. I'm like, oh, I found this little reference. It's pretty early yeah, in the episode. Trust me, okay. you'll, you'll get it. I want to watch this. This will be probably watched tonight. Good, you should. You should. Okay. Just in the brutality in the fights is I amazing. Love it. Oh, yeah, it's when they when he got thrown out that window. <gasps> oh my god. <laughs> well, that's trust me. I mean, I know, no, I know. But but you still, haven't even seen episode two. Holy oh, shit! I can't wait. Is it like one of those shows like it starts off slow, it builds and builds, and then ends the episode, and then no. you watch the second one, the third no. one? Well, I, I can't speak for the rest of the episodes yet, I haven't watched them, but even the first episode didn't really just, like, it wasn't a slow build. I mean, you had the the beginnings of the origin story, and it didn't take long before you get to see the hero. Alright, before I ruin it for myself, I'm going to switch the gears a little bit. Choreograph, you're talking about how good fight scenes. How about Morgan and the Walking Dead finale? Oh my yes. god. Yes. It's a nice segue because there it wasn't is. much more I want to say about the first episode without people Yeah, exactly. Watch it. But uh, Morgan fighting with that Oh, oh my god. Oh my god. Jedi Master. Holy yes, cow. Yes, where is he been? Uh, yeah, uh, so if we're going to talk about the finale, then let's do it. Um, yeah, that was that was great. I felt like we survived it. 
Yeah, I saw that on our Facebook. Did we yeah. did we even mention that you are now the, the the geek pod king of Facebook? I didn't put it quite like that. You're I did. King? I did say geek pod king Paul gave me the reins for the Facebook page. <laughs> no, no yeah, I did mention it. Um, yeah, it's it, you know I I was all worried that um, we were going to lose characters, and this probably means we're going to lose somebody uh, in, in the in mass. Yeah. <laughs> yep. uh, but, you know, it, it reinforced, cause if I'm not mistaken, and correct me if I'm wrong, didn't they pull this last year where no one died in the finale? They may have. Because I remember this feeling before, and we were super nervous, and then it didn't, and we're like, yes! <laughs> we I, made it! Yeah, mm-hmm. counting down the minutes. Like, oh, there's only five more minutes left, and maybe we're going to get through. You know what I think it is, is The Walking Dead uh, feels like, because the fans push them, like we talked about before, oh, it's, it sucks, not enough people die. They feel like they have to kill people. I am not saying don't kill characters because... Wait, we've had this conversation, haven't we? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, if, it's okay to kill characters, but when I watch The Walking Dead, I live in constant fear that they're doing it because they feel like they have to. You know, I agree. Nobody right. wants to see a character they've invested in die, but if they're going to die, you know, die for a good reason, die for a dramatic effect. But, man, this show just has me on edge every single episode, especially the longer we go through the season without anybody significant dying... I start off the, the season going, oh, I can't wait for The Walking Dead. By the time we're at the season finale, I'm like, I can't wait for the last episode to be over. I can't <laughs> take this anymore. I yes. mean, I, there is no other show on TV that I actually sit down to watch it and start getting stressed out. I have it is. one. Yeah? The Game of Thrones. Yes. No, I'm not, for... that doesn't stress me out just because I'm, I love the show, but I'm not emotionally invested in the characters, except for maybe... There's a couple, yeah. But no, back to The Walking Dead, though. Like, Yeah, you're right, though. Like, Morgan, it was great seeing him to start off the episode. It was great seeing him go crazy with that bow. But, like, you thought, like, who's going to die this episode? Is it going to be Carol for going batshit crazy on that guy? Is it going to be Maggie? Is it going to be Father Gabriel? That Father Gabriel's a big asshole, by the way. What yeah. be, wait, he's like Judas, like a big traitor. Like, I really thought. Wait, wait, did you say he's Jewish? Judas. I'm just kidding. Judas. I am Jewish with money, anyway. Too soon? What? Okay, no, I wasn't making a racist joke, but here's one. Right. I just well, softballed it to him. Basically. Uh, well, my buddy that is Jewish, he has a Led Zeppelin Yamaka, which is totally badass. Back on The Walking Dead. Wait, 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 wait. Did you really just pull the, I can be racist because my buddies? Yes. You know that means you are, right? Probably. God. We're all going to die. Let, let me jot that down for the notes. Yeah. Oh, he's got the notes out. Jack's racist. All right, I'm in trouble. Now, I, I thought that the scene with um, oh my God, I'm blanking. Uh, Daryl and what's his face in the car? Oh, Ash, that whole sequence. Alan, Adam. Oh my God, when Aaron, they, Aaron. Yeah, Aaron. When they, with first of all, I mean, you can clearly see. Don't open that truck door. Yeah. Something's going on here. Daryl even noticed it. He saw. It. I don't know why he didn't say anything. He's not the kind of person to character to not trust his instincts. But that scene with them oh, and the yeah. walkers, even before they got to the car, one of the the most harrowing things I've seen on the show. Mm-hmm. And that one point when uh, Daryl takes the chain and, and be, takes oh, the yeah. heads off those oh, three walkers. That was awesome. Oh, that was great. But man, they get in the car and it's just like, that is a horribly claustrophobic scene. It was done so well. And at the end of that, I mean, it seemed like Daryl was really like, fuck it, I'm just going to go. Yeah, done. We're just done with this. And then... Morgan shows out of yeah. it. I don't know where. <laughs> Super Morgan. Yeah. Um, 
I wish he'd shown up a little bit earlier because I really wanted to see him interact with Rick. But uh, that's what you have to wait. A, a lot of people talk about, you know, well, is Morgan now that he's found his end going to help Rick find his end because they look like they're on opposite ends of the spectrum? I don't know if that's necessarily the thing. I mean, yeah, he's covered in blood and shit, but I mean, I just don't feel like Morgan's going to jump to that conclusion. He's going to be like, uh, yeah, what happened? Yeah. Uh, hi, Rick. <laughs> but man, it was great. Rick just comes in and body slams that walker down on the table and you know, <laughs> look what happened. Mm-hmm. Oh, it definitely, it didn't seem like he was less crazy, but certainly having the contacts for his craziness made it sound a lot less like craziness. Yeah, but what what got me with that, and I was looking at it from their point of view, like, before all the craziness went down there, he comes, all of a sudden shows up to basically his public trial mm-hmm. with, conveniently, a dead walker that, oh, it got inside. You know what I mean? How how was that supposed to look to them? Well, the saving grace there was that the guy who was supposed to watching be watching the door said, "I asked Gabriel to close it." Yeah. So yeah. luckily, you know that kind of got him off the hook. I still don't understand what Gabriel's deal was there. He Gabriel. wanted to die. He right? wants to die. Yeah, Gabriel wants to wanted, die. Wanted because I think with the scene in the church with all them holding hands is we're going to see a whole the, them turning a corner. We might just see his backstory in, in probably next season. We still haven't seen it yet. I don't care to you see don't, his no, everyone says backstory. That. I, I don't care about him. I wanted him to die. Like, when he was standing there with them, I'm like, yes, yes, just eat him. Eat him now. And it didn't happen. Well, what about Nicholas being a total dickhead to poor Glenn? Glenn oh has God. saved his ass twice now. Again, we kind of discussed this on the last episode that you weren't able to come in. But, mm-hmm. yeah, but that that Nicholas is... He's a... He's a I mean, uh, we, we stood corrected because I think we said that... He wasn't going to make it out of the, the season finale. I thought Glenn was going to die a few times in that last episode. Yeah. Well, you know, here here's my thing with that whole scene. And my wife said, uh, when when Glenn first catches back up with him, um, I thought he said, you tried to kill me. My wife said, she, it sounded almost like he said, you killed me. But nobody talked about it on The Talking Dad, so I'm guessing that she just, you know, misheard, misheard it. it. But yeah. my thing was, we don't, I mean, we don't know for a fact that he wasn't bit. I'm pretty sure he wasn't. They, they would have probably made a big They would have, yeah. But mm-hmm. the way that camera cut happened, one walker on top of him, another one coming down, no weapons. I do not understand how he got out of that He's without getting bit. I mean, regardless of being Glenn. <laughs> right, that just doesn't seem like it's possible. No. Yeah. How did he get away? Yeah, I mean, get, yeah, because his hands were on the one holding it up, and the other one's like, I mean, I mean, like you can't There's see no what way. I'm doing with my hands here. Yeah, I just, <laughs> I just didn't see it. So I thought for sure when he came back, he got bit or something. But I'm pretty sure they would have made a, a point yeah. of that. How about though? Um, what's his name? Oh, Mullet. What's Mullet's name again? Oh, uh, Tennessee Top Hat. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> oh. What is Eugene? Thank you. I was thinking of Hey Arnold, the show. I was like Eugene. All right, Eugene's growing some balls though. He saved Tara's life, and wow. him and Abraham looks like finally they have a truce with one another. Maybe. Oh, it, it, well, Abraham's kind of we'll like see. the Hulk. You don't want to piss him off. I like Abraham. I do, but, but he's not I, a leader. He's so underutilized. Yes. I feel like the character really should be more front and center. But then they're going to do that and kill him, so... Right. right. As soon as he does get his own episode, like we saw with Tyrese, that's when he die. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, I have a thing about Eugene, because... Uh, <laughs> you got a thing for Eugene? <laughs> you no, got about, a thing for Eugene. about okay. Eugene, because it's, it's been a, a running a theme in my life lately, is that... Um, he's available. Apparently... Eugene. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> apparently, jean shorts are looked down upon. Now, I did not know this. I've been finding this out. The girls I work with have been saying a man should never wear jean shorts. I looked it up. It's a fashion faux pas. 
it, it is just horrible, horrible. Men should never wear jean shorts, and of course, that's probably why they dressed Eugene in a mullet and jean shorts, because it's about as NASCAR as you can get, from what I read. Here's the thing. So you're critiquing his wardrobe? No, um, I wear jean shorts all summer. Yeah, that's. <laughs> the, I don't know if you got the look of horror on my face, but that just it clicked with me, too. I'm like, shit, that's all I own. Yeah, now, now I, I read um, a bit of a review, uh, or not a review, a guy talking about it online. He said it's not fair that people look down on him. They, they say that jean shorts are for the NASCAR crowd and all that kind of stuff. And he said it's not fair because, and I'm quoting this guy, I'm not stating this as my quote, that's why I'm prefacing it like this. He said, yeah, I can wear a nice pair of khakis, but they don't hold up, they always rip, and if you sit on a park bench, you end up with, no matter how clean it is, you end up with black lines on your ass. You know, jean shorts can actually hold up. They can get a little dirty, whatever. I don't understand why that's a bad thing. I don't either. I don't get it. How can somebody sense. just decide that jean shorts are wrong? I think we should change that. Yes. Yeah, I agree with that. Is that our next official Geek Pod stance? Possibly. Jean shorts are cool. Possibly. Well, think about it. Like, I'm a big sports fan, and um, I would love I love going to football and basketball games. You cannot bring anything in. Like, they have to search everything. You go to a NASCAR event, you know what you can bring in? Bring in your 30 rack. They don't care. Like, like, why? What's wrong with wearing like? I would wear jean shorts or like, um, like, what's wrong with the mascara? Wait, crowd? do you did you find a magical pair of jean shorts that you can fit a thirty rack in? Is yeah, I'm not, I'm, I'm not really. That's what I'm asking no, no, you. I, I, I tried I, to find the connection. No, yeah. the connection here is well, like you, you said, the NASCAR crowd, and I got into a sports reference because like you, um, you can't bring anything into other sports events, but NASCAR crowds, like, who cares what people wear? That's what I'm going with. And I kind of want to bring my beer into a sport and not. Because it costs ten dollars a beer. Oh, I know. <laughs> okay, there we go. Right. Sixteen if you buy a beer at the dome. It was twenty four. Really? Sixteen that's what I, I, beer? That's what I heard. I haven't what been in the dome much? in years. Yeah. My I know that's how it was in Fenway when I went a few years back. We went to Dallas for Thanksgiving this year. Oh, that's right. You went out for the Cowboys game. Eagles Cowboys game. Um, it was great. Um, but um, my buddy he got this mixed drink. It was sixteen dollars for a mixed drink. And he's like, it's amazing. Like, yeah, I'm not paying sixteen dollars for a mixed drink. But, like, still, like, yeah, it's just expensive. It's All right, insane. back to your jean shorts, though. All right. Well, I mean, that was kind of a segue. We have a segue of a segue. Right. Um, if we go off tangent twice, are we back on tangent? Depends on if that second tangent two brings us back. Two gotcha. rice make a laugh. Yeah, so, I mean, anyway, you know, Eugene apparently is uh, the uh, paragon of how not to dress, and I dress, you know, half like him. I don't have a mullet, but, yeah, I just, I feel it's unfair that somebody can decide, you know what, we want to make this particular thing off limits. I have no problem with nice shorts. I own, oh, I have owned nice shorts. They generally rip. I'll own them again, but, man, for my day-to-day -day wear, I I'm going to wear jean shorts because I know they're they're not going to rip. So you're telling us when you watch The Walking Dead, you put your jean shorts on and you put your mullet no, on? No, because The Walking Dead is on during the cold months. So you put your sweatpants and your mullet on. <laughs> uh, no, I don't. <laughs> Um, no, but um, this like the show is good though. Like, it, like they have so many characters now though. It's like hard to keep track. It looks like Carl's got a woman now. Carl's got a girl. Carl Papa. Yeah, he's well, got some chocolate pudding. <laughs> no, she's not chocolate pudding. Oh, what no. did you think of? Uh, <laughs> uh, D D what is her name? The leader of the Deanna. Deanna. Yeah. Man, her turn there when she just looks at Rick and says, "Do, Do it." it. That was intense. That was awesome. Did you think, though, because, I mean, the way his throat got sliced, it was, you saw it coming, it was almost, I'm almost like, man, that was too easy. I mean, it, it's the correct plot device to get them to where they wanted to be, but I just, would it really happen like that? I mean, the, the guy was, you know, kind of being nuts, but... It, it was uh, kind of a leap. Yeah, I, I just felt like maybe that wouldn't happen like that. I, I do say oh. that uh, it bothered me that I really wished... Uh, 
when she said do it, I was expecting him to shoot her husband. <laughs> but yeah. I'm like, he's dead. Oh, Somebody oh, needs to yeah. deal with him. Well, yeah. Well, I'm happened. sure that happened yeah. off camera. Oh, yeah. It did kind of build, though. She lost her son in a couple days before. Then she lost her husband. So she lost a lot. I wonder if she's going to be like, yeah, Rick, you, you got this. Yeah. Here's the keys. <laughs> well, like... Um, that character you're talking about, Negan Nigan. Negan. You know who the rumor they want to have play him? John Hamm. John Hamm. Oh, I saw that. I saw that. And you know, he looks the part. I've never seen John Hamm in anything. I know who he is. I know he's. I don't know who he is. Um, I mean, he looks imposing. I mean, what the hell? Mad Men's done really well for AMC. Why not? What's my dad saying? He just got out of rehab. He was in rehab for a little bit. John Hamm. Really? Yes. What was he in rehab for? Um, alcohol, I believe. Oh. Well, that's the, all he did on Mad Men was drink booze. So yeah, you know. that's that's what, what I'm, I'm they can get the governor to come back. No, they can't. Oh, he's alive. This he's is not, turning. <laughs> why do you, Why do you say that? He's not. He's not like the governor. We've shown you numerous he was shot times. Shot him in the head. I don't believe it. This, but this they showed. A, they showed the bullet hole in his head. So he came back as the leader of the Walkers. Ah, there you go. But they shot him in the head, so he can't turn. But or they back. can pick his body up and pick him up. That is the so. What point. you're saying is these are going to be. So it's going to be a flag. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the governors are coming. Wave them around. Oh. I was going to go with mascot, but flag works too. <laughs> oh. So Paul, do you have anything else to say about the Walking Dead finale? Um, yes, the governor is dead. Oh. No, it was fantastic. Um, I'm definitely interested to see where it's going to go because I know it appears that they're setting up a conflict between Rick and Morgan at this point with just with the, with the ideologies with both of them with how it looks right now yeah. and I know that's exactly the cliffhanger they wanted everyone to come away with yeah because obviously I mean there's really no other issue right now but it, it doesn't feel like a real conflict there because I mean Morgan's a smart enough guy to, to stop and look at everything and ask questions. I guess maybe if he'd had a couple more lines, I would have felt. I, I know that's what they're trying to do, but I don't think they did it very effectively mm-hmm. because they waited until the last second to bring him in to build the tension and just done. Yeah, that wasn't tension. That was them walking in, and you know, I mean, it's the apocalypse. Everybody's got blood on their face. Once right. In a while. You know, I'll tell you that that fight with Rick and the Walkers, though, um, that was. That was intense, especially when he shoved the gun right up straight through the things. Yes. Oh, yeah. And, and my wife good. is like, oh, because all that stuff got all over him, and I had to explain to her again that uh, it doesn't really matter if it gets in his mouth. It's not. It's not. They all infected. It's the 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 bite because of all the bacteria kills them quicker, and then they turn. It's not right um, necessarily getting the stuff in your mouth. Uh, but I think <laughs> that probably some people were. Uh, Cocks, right? A lot of people probably were thrown by that. I bet there was people out there going, you know, but he got all this stuff in his mouth, you know, because they're, they're really the not firm on the rules and they don't talk about it enough to really set it in stone. Like they've talked about don't get bites or scratches. Have we ever seen anybody turn from a scratch? No. It never happened in the comic book either, as far as I know. Nice. So That's right. Now you're still reading Walking Dead, right? Yes, I am. Is this still kind of going pace for pace? I mean, you said they've changed some things. Some things have been well, swapped around. Well, they're... they're Gearing toward the the Alexandria safe zone story, uh, Morgan was there. I, I now again, this is years ago for me. I don't get, I don't remember him being a Zen Jedi master. So I think they might be taking it in a completely different direction, especially because they might want to keep the character on longer because um, 
I remember right in the comics, you know, he, he ended up dying pretty quickly after that. Mm -hmm. And I don't think they want to do that here, and I don't think it's necessary because it wasn't really an important anything. Right. Okay. Because um, it was kind of almost like they, they brought Clear in because Clear, you know, we had the episode Clear where he was kind of nuts after losing yes. his son. That was a good um, If I remember right in the comics, uh, Rick came across him back at his hometown and he was like, had his, his son chained up, but he had been turned. Uh, and he eventually came to, he went back to find him, brought him to Alexandria. He was never right. And, and that was kind of part of the problem. He's clearly all right now, so I don't think they're going down the same road. As far as going, you know, shot for shot, I mean, the wolves don't exist in the comic. Okay, that was going to be my question yeah. to you, too. And they're going down a different road there. Um, that may lead to Negan and all that. Uh, but <laughs> I don't, uh, they're always going to take a different spin on it. They're going to twist it up a little bit. At this point, it feels like we could be two seasons away from Negan. We could be two episodes away from Negan. Depending on how they want to go about yeah, it. Yeah, because they could go either way. I do think what you're going to see is the establishment of Alexandria being safer uh, before. In the comics, they kind of get knocked down. They kind of build back up, and then they start finding other settlements in the area. So uh, there, there's a lot of room here, a lot of space to grow. I really hope they don't rush the Negan storyline because there, there's a lot between now and then. Nice. Okay. Do we want to take a vote who we think is going to be killed off? <laughs> no. First next season? Glenn. Glenn? You think so? <clears throat> I don't know. People say that they think Negan's going to kill Daryl instead of Glenn. Oh, um, that may be bad for ratings. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, you know I, I almost don't think they should kill Daryl because he's the one wild card. Well, I shouldn't say one, but you know he's not in the comics. so Right, they, they don't, can go wherever they want storyline-wise yeah. with him. We still don't know his whole backstory yet. Like, do you think the we get uh, yeah. we keep getting off. bits and pieces. I mean, basically, it's just he's a redneck, not so clean cut, squeaky clean. He was on, you know, his he brother was morally him, gray, basically. Yeah. He's a boondock saint. Oh, that's a whole different. Story, <laughs> I know that's a good that's great. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so since we've already covered um, two of the things I had in items <laughs> this week, we might as well just go to the third um, before we get to other things in the news. Um, I wanted to talk about Convergence. Now, did you read anything yet? I have issues of zero and one. I think I read about half of zero so far. Okay, because zero, zero was the week before. I don't want to spoil anything. You can yet. spoil. Well, I've, I've started reading. I've, I've done uh, Convergence, Batgirl, Convergence, Batman, and Robin, uh, Convergence 1. i, I got to tell you that I'm not really impressed with any of this Uh you basically, all of a sudden, you've got characters... I mean, if you haven't been reading, like, you know, Convergence, what was it? Uh, Convergence 1. I haven't been reading any of the Earth 2 stuff or any of that. Out of the blue, you've got these characters that are variations on characters that I have no idea. I'm not sure who's fighting who, who's the good guy, or who's the bad guy. Some big robot pops up in the sky and goes, Oh, you all must fight! And I, even the characters are confused because it's different versions of different people from different worlds. It's like... What are you? What are you? Uh, the Catman shows up, and you know what are you? The the I don't know. Maybe they said because this costume's brown. What did the girl say? Brown Batman or something? I don't know. She, she made <laughs> something. It was. He looked kind of like Batman. It was just. It was confusing. It almost seems like the characters are confused. And I understand with the story they would be confused. However, this just seems like a mess. This seems as disjointed as Secret Wars was. You remember, like we've talked about how it was, or Secret War, sorry. It was just a, a, a toy tie-in. That's why they created yes. the comic book. But if you really look at the comic book critically, it's a disaster. That's what this feels like. Um, a couple issues in, even the Batman and Robin one, it's all over the fucking place. Because we've got 
pre-Flashpoint Batman and Robin, which is exactly like post-Flashpoint Batman and right, Robin. Right, but nothing changed for them, really. Yeah, yeah. it's... In, in some of the, the Gotham ones, they're fighting pre-versus-post. That's how they're pitting them, and it's the same characters. Uh, but maybe... Uh, what was one of the... Like, Killer Croc. Like, he's uh, kind of... I don't want to say good, but he's protecting the homeless. He's he's almost become like a spawn, but he's still, still kind of a bad guy. So we're just seeing him back with less altruistic impulses. I don't know. It's It feels like a mess. This certainly isn't going to bring in new readers. Um, and it might scare old ones away, or they just might stop until this is over. Because maybe it's going to get better. I, I do know that they said they're releasing something like 42-part stories over the next couple months. Um... I'm not really excited to read the rest of what's on my pull list because it's it sounds painful. Some oh, of them, it's... like some of the titles, are intriguing. Like for me, the the Parallax Green Lantern. Yeah. That seems cool to me, and it's just because I want to revisit the characters I loved. Mm-hmm. It's it's Kyle Rayner Green Lantern against Hal Jordan as Parallax, and I mean that's I'm I'm definitely cherry picking all these. Where in the past when I actually enjoyed DC Comics. I'd grab stuff across the board. Let's yeah. try it all out. And I actually had to force myself to buy Convergence. Just because I really don't have any faith in the crossover. And is it, who, who, Who's doing the, It's Brainiac, the except it looks like Brainiac, but it's not Brainiac. It is a program that Brainiac left on this planet to run things. And since Brainiac, I guess, isn't around anymore, he doesn't know what to do, so it's time to put the final program into phase or some stupid bullshit uh, which is what it is uh, and you know what isn't adequately adequately explained any of it well there's that too <laughs> um, they talk about you know pre-flashpoint versus uh, or, or, or post new 52 or whatever okay I understand why all these realities that we cut off are now in these little bubble cities. Because Batgirl actually talks about the year they spent in the bubble, knowing that this Gotham was in a bubble, how weird it was, how people, you know, changed and stuff. Uh, so, so that was interesting. But when they're fighting post-New 52 people, um, when did the cities in New 52 get stuck on this planet? I, I, don't, I didn't read that. It wasn't right. in Convergent Zero or anything. Uh, the only shining moment in this is we finally get to see Stephanie Brown back oh, as nice. Batgirl. Uh, she gave up being Batgirl for that year. Uh, and then, because uh, Brainiac actually calls out the champion. So only the people he calls out can fight, and he happens to call out Stephanie Brown as Batgirl. Interesting. Now, now we get Stephanie Brown as Batgirl. You've got the Cassandra Kane Batgirl. Uh, all these people from before, you know, are all kind of together. I mean, that was really nice to see, but it still didn't make a lick of sense. What it sounds like to me is DC finally going, fine, you guys have been bitching to see all these characters again. Here they are. Yeah. Mm. And almost, it's like like bad fan fiction. And the funny thing is, the idea is so close to what Marvel's doing with uh, their, their upcoming Secret, Secret War. Wars. Um, is it War? Which, which one's Wars. Pro? Wars, okay. Wars. Uh, you Both know, of them, actually, that you're referencing were Secret Wars. The original okay. was Secret Wars. The one in the early 2000s where they invaded Latveria was Secret War. Okay. Singular. Well, what's interesting, I think, is that it, it now, even more so now seeing Convergence, it feels like Marvel and DC are doing the exact same thing. Now, I'm not going to be the Marvel fanboy and say that they're going to do it better, but man, I really don't know how they, they couldn't. I mean, if you if you started reading Zero, you kind of understood. They actually pulled Superman out of a place in this timeline that already happened. Did you catch that? 
he was fighting um, Doomsday or something. That that yeah, whole Doomsday storyline is over. They pulled him out and then sent him back. I mean, it's it's so confusing to the reader. Even if you were reading Superman, you've got to be like, what the fuck? Yeah, you know. I, I think that's where I, I stopped too. is when he's sitting there like panicking like a little girl, going, "Where am I? What's going on? Ah, ah!" And I'm like, I don't care. Yeah. So I kind of just put it down and went and, you know, grabbed one of my other Marvel books that I'm actually enjoying. And again, I'm not trying to sound like a Marvel fanboy, even though that is all I'm really reading right now. But that's not your but, fault. That's their fault. Yes. I blame you, DC. It makes me not want to pick up a book and read it. But, um... Just go with the recommendations we give you. Those well, are the books to read. Th- there is one thing that I did see the other day that did get me geeked a little bit. Did um, we already do this? No. no I'm, just... I'm doing another one. <laughs> I want another! <laughs> yes, I may have another. Um... No, um, Jared Leto, Suicide Squad. Did you guys see it? Yes. That looked beautiful. Um, what? It looked nice. I had to ask my wife yesterday, <laughs> what is a Jared Leto? And she explained to me, so I looked up his uh, IMDb and all that. Oh, and and he, he's here's, a pretty man, basically. Uh, I thought it, well, I saw pictures that. with him of long hair, and I thought it was <laughs> Russell Brand at first. Uh, he, here's my thing. I don't see, first of all, nothing really serious acting-wise. Uh, maybe I'm wrong, but nothing jumped out at me. I see nothing that makes me feel that this is the right guy for the Joker. And that picture, even though it wasn't full makeup, I mean, I thought it was one of the members of One Direction with green hair and a, a camera. I'm like, I I don't see how this this doesn't excite me. Now, is there something I can watch to make me go, oh, this guy's going to be the best Joker ever? Because... The- he was Only. a musician who acted a couple times, right? It was the other way around. He was an actor who put together his own band Correct. that actually got successful. Oh, okay. Because I, I, I have no idea who he is. The only thing I know him from that I've seen him in is Fight Club. Fight Club, Dallas Fires Club. Well, I haven't seen that. That's I've heard good. great things about the movie, but I've good. never seen it. But, I mean, in, in Fight Club, he's like an ancillary character. I mean, I don't even think they name him in Fight Club. Yeah. But... I mean, if anything, if you have this much like venom towards him, watch Fight Club because he gets the shit kicked out of him. Well, no, I don't have venom toward him. I I just I I don't understand because the the rest of the world is going fucking nuts over him being Joker, and I'm just I don't see it. I don't see him looking the part. I well, that's what we said about Heath Ledger when he broke back. Well, well, not everybody (laughs) said that. I was I was ambivalent to it when it came out. I was curious to see. But but here's here. I said this to my wife yesterday. Um. I said, because we talked about this, because my wife's cool. Uh, <laughs> uh, I said, you know, I understand they're going with an unknown. She said the same thing, you know, well, no one thought Heath Ledger could do it. I'm like, yeah, but can you catch that lightning in a bottle twice in a row? Right, and I'm why would say, the same character? Yeah, yeah, I don't think that they should have necessarily gone with a more established actor. But like I said, nothing I've seen of him or I can read about him makes me go, this is a good guy to play the Joker. Especially since you got to remember... This Joker, most likely, is going to transition from the Suicide Squad movie into the Batman movies. This is a long-term thing, mm-hmm. unless they're going to pop it off in its own universe. And I just... I don't think they are, because they're already talking about Jesse Eisenberg showing up as Lex Luthor. Uh, yeah, I so, that, yeah, so I guess I, I don't understand the pick. It, I know I shouldn't say that. I don't understand why everybody's so excited about it. I, I would feel better if everybody in the world was going, what the fuck? Rather than everybody else being all, oh yay, like you, you were like yay, Jared Leto, and I'm like what? I'm staying neutral with it, but um, it's tough. You're right. Like Jack Nicholson was revolutionary. Mark Hamill revolutionary. With Heath Ledger revolutionary. Like, they all did three different Jokers, and it's tough. Like I don't know. Like Jared Leto, like I think out of any actor right now, 
yeah, okay, let's try it. Like, I, I, I don't know what's going to happen. I hope it's good, but let's see what happens. I thought it was a great picture. Like, him holding the camera. It looked like, just like the Killing Joe comic book. Yeah. That's what got me geeked. I was like, oh, that is sick. And, and usually people have a history of something, uh, some kind of a role. Like, let's take some relative, not unknowns, but people that aren't big. Paul Evan Peters, straight out of American Horror Story, would be a little weird, but I'd buy he could do it because I've seen him do some very powerful, weird stuff. Or even, what is the the guy from, I don't know, is it Maroon 5? He's a coach on The Voice, and he was in the first season Absolutely. of American, American Horror Story. You actually got him to see a, a different side of him. I'm almost like, I could buy he could do it. Um, I could buy that uh, Sam Witwer we talked about last week. I could buy that he has the chops to, to do this. This guy, I'm just like... He's just unsure. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's it, he must have done something amazing in the audition. <laughs> Because I'm just... Cillian Murphy, I think, would make a great oh, joke. Oh, yeah. I don't know. He's always going to be a scarecrow to me now, though. Yeah, yeah there, there is that. But there, there's so there's so many actors who aren't huge who I would have said this guy would make a good joker. For this person who's known by everybody, I don't know. I mean, I'd like to be wrong. I really would. But he looks more like a pretty boy. He looks like a guy dressing up like the Joker for Halloween in that picture. Like, I do like to bash Ben Affleck off because I'm not a big Ben Affleck fan. But um, Casey Affleck. He's not a bad actor. I could see him as the Riddler. Like, that would be not bad. Like, him, not bad. That wouldn't be bad. But Jim Parsons now says he wants to be the Riddler. The see, the I can see too. that. Sheldon Cooper. I could <laughs> oh see him God. as the Riddler. Can you imagine that? I could see Johnny Galecki as the Joker. Oh, God. <laughs> Tell me a Maybe with lifts. Yeah. He's yeah, like yeah. four foot three, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. Uh, he could be the son of the Joker in that movie, uh, Return of the Joker, which was a good animated movie. Yes. That Oh, my God. I remember watching that just recently. I'm like, I watched this when I was a kid? That's pretty That's pretty dark. Yeah, I think I watched that when I was in, I was in college. I was in... <laughs> make you feel wiser. I was in fifth grade when that came out. Wow. Shut up. <laughs> so, yes, Convergence, not so thrilled. You know, I don't so what you're saying it. is that's not your comics recommendation this week? Oh, that is not. Though my recommendation might be just as bad. Who's writing Convergence? Everybody? I don't know. Is it is is it Grant Morrison? I think <laughs> he's the the guy behind the roadmap for Cause, it. Because we, we got away last time without mentioning Grant Morrison. I know, so we have to mention him like four times to make up no, for it. No, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> is that going to lead into our recommendations, though? Let's do them. Go ahead, Paul. Now, mine is... Once again, it's not a single issue. It's a run. It's fairly new. It's only been around for seven months now. But and and I know the only reason it's out there is catching fire with the Guardians of the Galaxy crowd. And this is a title called Guardians Three Thousand. This follows the adventures of the original Guardians of the Galaxy, the ones from the thirtieth century that include. Vance Astro, who is Justice, I believe, now in the Marvel Universe from the New Warriors. But he was basically originally supposed to be an astronaut who they sent out on a cryogenic mission. Well, the mission wasn't cryogenic. They put him into it. Gets lost in space, and they find him in the 30th century after the Badoon have basically taken over everything. They've destroyed and taken over. And this group of heroes, in a loose term, because all they are is characters from different civilizations and they, they don't have powers per se they're all just products of their environment like uh, Charlie 27 is from Pluto I think and he's super strong but that's because the planet he comes from has such a dense gravity that it, it's made him that way all their powers are genetic 
normally, I guess. Okay. And what I'm digging on is this title's written by Dan Avnet, who was one of the masterminds behind our current day Guardians of the Galaxy. It, it, he was the guy, him and uh, Andy Lanning are the ones that put together the team that just made a billion dollars on the screen. And so they're giving him a chance to play in the Cosmic Universe again, and there was no way that I wasn't throwing my money at that. And it, it's pretty cool. It, it's typical sci-fi. It's going to have time travel elements. I think with the, the latest issue, issue 7, they actually come back to the present, and lo and behold, who do you think they meet? Star-Lord. And the current Guardians of the Galaxy. Of course. Yes. And that that's where we left it off. I haven't read issue 7 yet. But it's... I mean, you knew I had to go there. Who else are they going to run into when yeah. they come back to the present? But it's really cool sci-fi stuff. I, I suggest checking it out. The interior art leaves a little bit to be desired. I, I didn't write down who it is, but it's a very cartoony anime feel to the art. Not my taste, but the cover's gorgeous. I'll have to show them to you when I get an opportunity. But that that's my recommendation for this time. Run right out. If you're local, run right out to Cloud City Comics and Toys and Shopping Town Mall and pick up the issues. If you're not local, you're on your own. I don't know where to tell you to go to get your comics then. All right. Well, my recommendation this week is a little odd because it was not the best comic book that I've read, but I think it fits a, a specific need. Uh, it's from Dynamite Comics. Dynamite. That you thought we, we'd have bring them up on the podcast. Not, not known for incredible quality, known for TV and movie tie-in type stuff. What they've done is they have a new series based on the Reanimator. Now, does everybody know what the Reanimator is? I've heard of it. Isn't that like they, 80s it is cheese a, horror? Okay. Sort of. It is um, based on H.P. Uh, Lovecraft. Oh. And, well, the, the 80s movie, though, was more tongue-in-cheek, because Lovecraft is not tongue-in-cheek. It's more like yeah. tentacle and ass. <laughs> um, but, but it starred Jeffrey Combs, who I love in everything he does, whether it be... Uh, Dr. Herbert West or uh, Wei Yun from Star Trek Deep Space Nine. I mean, he just he's a great character actor. Um, and you've seen him in, in 15 different things and you probably don't even know it. Anyway, great movies. Uh, a little campy, well, more than a little campy, but the character was always fun to watch. What they've done is they're starting a, a series. Now, something has happened there. I don't know if Dynamite had another series with uh, the Reanimator in it, because I know that the Hack Slash comic book has crossed over with Reanimator, and there might have been some miniseries. But we find Dr. Herbert West, and they pretty quickly get out of the way that he made a deal with a um, Lovecraftian god, or sorry, he got some involvements with that, you know, and, and things with tentacles, and he died twice and was brought back to life and all that. Some serious shit happened between the end of the movies and where he is now, but he's kind of like, okay, now I'm trying to find a way to stop you know, people from dying, the same thing he's always done. Um, the artwork is not anywhere close to incredible. In, in fact, in some in one particular panel in the first issue, um, it looks like they just went in and go, oh, you know what, that girl needs a jawline, and she looks like a football player once they, they just kind of penciled it in. Mm -hmm. uh, that being said, it, it's a little weird because they're taking an established horror character, and it's almost like they're throwing them into a thriller. It, it'd be like, imagine if... Uh, um, you had Friday the 13th with Jason Voorhees, but suddenly it wasn't a horror film, but it was a, a crime thriller or maybe a spy film or something because to finance his experiments, he gets involved in dealing drugs. There's a secret society of Cthulhu worshippers or something who 
are also controlling the drugs in the city and they're getting this drug from him and a rival drug dealer wants to it, it's it's a bit of a genre uh, shift and I don't know if that's going to be maintained throughout the book maybe it's just establishing the setting it, it is interesting that they're not going with the typical oh he gets a job at a university somewhere hides his identity and is trying to bring corpses back from the dead again you know they're, they're creating a world around him that's not the world we've seen the character in that's kind of what what tied grabbed me even though the the artwork was really bad the, the idea could have merit now two more issues and i might be like yeah this is complete shit <laughs> uh, but it, it's not at that point yet because it always takes time to establish something i love the reanimator movies um, i'm excited about this i'm gonna say you know go pick it up if you're a fan of horror because really, when they do these horror comics, one of the smartest things they can do is start taking those characters out of their normal element. Because we've already seen those stories before throughout multiple sequels. We don't need that. I don't need the same thing that was in the movies in a comic book form. So, you know, we'll see. It's almost like a half recommendation. If you're into Reanimator, check it out. It looks like it could be interesting or it could be horrible. Fantastic. Probably doesn't sound like it's going to be my cup of tea. I'm not much on the horror books. Yeah. But it's worth a shot. Um, What have I been reading lately? Nothing. Uh, no, I've been reading. Um, Just, um, it's expensive, though. Like, I just finally finished the first uh, series of Nightwing, of course. But, like, there's five issues, but they're, like, $65 an issue. It's Bloodhaven and all that. It was really good. Um, Don't know much about the artwork. You mean you're buying the original run, you mean? My brother sent me the digital downloads and all that stuff, so I'm doing like an online comic book right now because it's so expensive. I have the first issue he gave me for my birthday years ago. It was good, but it was really well done. I'm hoping that um, Netflix does uh, own spinoff on that show, which will be really good. I think you're going to probably see him in the TBS or TNT Titan series that they yeah. talking about. Oh, you about. were talking about that a little that's, bit. Yeah. I think that's your shot for a Nightwing. Okay. And it'll probably not be a characterization of the character that you particularly like. I'm barely sure. Yeah. Well, what are his options other than that? Batman and Robin. So. Yeah. I hope he's not wearing the red, like black it. and red. It's got to be the black and blue. Because lately he's been wearing the black and red. And it'll probably fan. be black and black. Black and black. Or black and gray. A little bit more black just for accent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Generally. All right. What do we got next on board, Paul? So um, let me just ask you. What, do you, what are your plans for Free Comic Book Day this year? Well, I am going to be at Cloud City Comics and Games in the Shopping Town Mall. Why? What's going on there? Well, uh, they're having a celebration for Free Comic Book Day. It starts at 9 a.m. And, and you know, some, some really, really attractive uh, guys are going to be there. They're, they're older guys. I think their names are Paul and Hugh, maybe. Uh, they do that comedy podcast, Geek Pod. That's G33KPOD. Uh, I think they're going to be there that day. That's right, not. folks. We're, we we get to do a live appearance. I was going to say our first live appearance, but that would be a filthy lie since Corbs and I did an appearance at Heroes Expo in the fall. But yeah, we're going to be there. Um, we'll actually be there set up by 8 o'clock. We're going to go out. We're going to shake some hands, kiss some babies. People oh, are going to be like, who the fuck are you? Yeah, exactly. why are you in my face? <laughs> Get out of here, fatty. <laughs> no, we're going to we're gonna be there. Um, we're going to come out and, because, you know, I know what it feels like to be standing in that line waiting to get through those doors. I usually do it every year. Me and my oldest of the overlords upstairs. <laughs> so, yeah, she doesn't know yet that she's not going to freak out day this year. But 
they've got some really cool stuff going on there. Not only are we going to be there, we're going to be there for a while. I haven't committed to an end time for us. But we will be there when doors open, table will be set up, mics will be live. We'll be having some discussions, we'll be recording at least one episode. If we're there for a while, we may cut it into a few episodes. We do have the winner of their contest who's going to be sitting down with us. They want a VIP experience, and we've graciously offered to let them sit in and do a little bit of chit-chat with us. Our, our VIP experience uh, involves sitting next to Jack, right? Yeah. <laughs> Can I say hi to them? Can I just be like, hello? So are you committing to coming? Yeah, so the, the best part about it is talking to the people, seeing what they like to read, um, seeing what they enjoy, and just getting a feel of what um, goes on there. When I won the contest last year, wow, it's been a year almost, right? October. Wow, time flies. Um, the people are very nice there. Um, they're like, oh yeah, definitely. They took really good care of me. Um, I had to take a look around of all the free comic books. Um, I might have to buy a couple while I'm there. So if you don't hear my voice, I might be interacting with the people or just buying the comic book store up. A simple yes would have sufficed. I wanted to keep going <laughs> because uh, world peace is the way to go. Oh, this isn't Miss America anymore. No, oh. it never has been. When's the talent portion? Because you I got a yodel. No, oh. God. No, we are going to come out into the crowd as I was. Where this is where I was going with it. I, at least I, I can't force everybody to do it, but I'm actually going to come out. I'm going to work the crowd a little bit. Oh, I'll be there with you. Oh yeah, um, we got to work the crowd. We're, we're going to, you know, maybe stop a few people, ask some some questions. They get a chance to talk. We uh, we have a handheld that we're going to use at the same point. We're kind of using right now as um, our planning session for it. Just you guys are listening along. We may have some uh, some surprises of our own for people. That's up in the air. I know the first 50 people through the door uh, get a really awesome prize pack from Cloud City. Over and above us being there, our good friend Sal Otero is going to be in the house. I added him on Facebook. I saw that. <laughs> He's going to be there doing sketches, uh, taking commissions. Probably uh, will sit in with us for a little while, do some chit-chat in there. Wait. I know their, the store manager, uh, Josh, is chomping at the bit to get on mic with us. He wants to talk comics. I have to warn you, he is a very, very big Grant Morrison fan. Okay. So, be warned. <laughs> he must love our podcast, though. You know, it's funny. It's not even like we hated Grant Morrison. We just said there's been some questionable things, but then it became almost like a meme. Yes. He just kept popping up, and it becomes more and more irritating. Like a hemorrhoid. Yes. Ooh. Grant Morrison the hemorrhoid. That kind of that hurts. Way. You know, yeah. so did Batman. R.I.P. Yeah. Touche. Um. Yeah. Is that where you break? No, that's not where you break you, back. No. Oh. Uh, okay. And you no. call yourself a Batman fan? Yeah. How dare you, sir? I know that's bad. But yes, that was <laughs> that was our ham-handed way of basically advertising our GeekPod Live appearance. There is a Facebook event if you want to join it. Just say, hey, you know, we'll be there to probably mock you and possibly throw rotten tomatoes. No, they're going to be doing that to us, basically. That's what he just said. Do you uh, listen? No, no I'm just kidding. I don't. I have one ear. <laughs> <laughs> one good ear. That's on my face. No, I also <laughs> want to discuss something that just popped up on GeekPod's website. It's g33kpod.com like to welcome our, our newest contributor to the website, Mr. Nathan Ketterer. He's a friend of mine that goes way, way back, and he's a, a huge 
wrestling mark. And if you're you're in the know on that, that means you're basically a wrestling fanboy. He is our official, unofficial wrestling geek. He is going to be doing weekly wrestling recaps, I think he called it on there. Yeah. And uh, I'm pretty excited for him. He's thinking about redubbing himself. He wants to call himself the Night Creature, with a K. Hmm. Um, I, I don't know. I used to love wrestling when I was a kid, like the Attitude Area. My friend uh, just uh, watched it, um, WrestleMania this past weekend. So, oh yeah, so, good stuff. <laughs> I just loved it. Uh, if you bring up the Booker T story one more time, I'm going to shove you out of that chair. No, I'm talking about <laughs> WrestleMania. Though. Did you hear what happened though last weekend? Yes, my that's, father has filled me in on that's every pretty impressive. fucking detail. You have Triple H versus um, Sting, and then you have DX come out, and then NWO. Yeah, and if you go to geekpod.com, you I want to talk about you it. can get the recap right from Nathan Ketterer, our wrestling geek. But it's, I wanted to say it's almost to, like we're the Sci-Fi Channel now. Right. <laughs> uh, oh. What? How can you not be excited? You're not going to talk about our road trip? Oh, yes. Snooch the nooch. Um, Kevin Smith, baby. Kevin Smith is... Uh, not Kevin be- Smith's baby. We have nothing to do with that. <laughs> yes. I am Kevin Smith's baby. My name is Jack Kevin Smith. <laughs> <laughs> That's weird. Anyway, <laughs> Helium Comedy Club, May 17th. Jack and I are going to go spend an evening with Kevin Smith. Paul is letting me drive out there. Is this pants <laughs> optional as well? Uh, everything's pants optional with me. <laughs> yeah, I'll be driving probably like, wear your pants. He's like, what? Oh, they're not on? Uh, we're probably going to get a restraining order against Kevin Smith. No. No? No. Can we hug him? He may let you. He, he's, he is a big hugger. Oh, didn't he not say he was bi-curious recently? He's been saying it for a while. If you ever listen to his podcast, I mean, there's, there's basically a reference yeah. where he's going to suck somebody's dick all the time. Oh, he, he, you better watch out, Paul. I'm not the one that's hugging him, Jack. <laughs> no, um... I'm just there for the show. <laughs> um, no, um... Going to a and a with Kevin Smith May 17th is a big dream come true because watching Clerks, Mallrats... Isn't that so weird that it was his dream to go on that day and that's the day he's in Buffalo? Say what? <laughs> I'm so confused. You, you totally need to, like, you know, send this out to his Twitter feed. Just to say, we, 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 we talked about We're pushing about his show, show numerous the times. Podcast, yeah. And he's gonna be like, yeah. "Who are you?" <laughs> if you're listening out there, we want to push it, and we want you to <laughs> come back. <laughs> hey, Kevin Smith, come on out. He's actually in the toy chest over there with the Barbie dolls. <laughs> that escalated quickly. Um, <laughs> man. <laughs> okay. I just figured you'd be excited. You'd want to discuss that. Um, you know, not for nothing, but. There was a little bit of a, a clusterfuck with the whole tickets thing. Oh, yeah, that was really bad. Do you want to tell about that? <laughs> yeah, tell, yeah, yeah, get this. Tell him about it. All right. So get this. I, I find it on Facebook that he's coming to Buffalo and immediately ordered tickets. Sight unseen. Yeah. <laughs> he was doing two shows. There's a 7 o'clock show and a 9.15 show. Each show was offering general admission seating or reserve seating. By the time I found it, the only thing that was left was general admission, 9.15 show. May 17th is a Sunday night. And we have to work Monday morning. (laughs) So, I bought the tickets anyway, because I wasn't missing the opportunity. I didn't have anyone in mind for the second seat. I offered it around to people. No one wanted to go to Buffalo that late at night and have to drive back, (laughs) which I understand. (laughs) So, a day or two later, I decide to say, you know, hell with it, let's look at it again. 
Well, all of a sudden, reserved seating opened up for the 7 o'clock show. So I called down to the box office, and the guy, you know, I'm sure was just following orders. Yeah, I guess. Kind of like the Nazis. Um, and basically just tells me to shit in my hat, you know, all sales are final. Well, at the same time, I had already emailed this management email account for the Buffalo thing. The next morning, I get an email back from them saying, call the box office and talk to our manager. They might be able to help you. Yeah, what time would that be at, Paul? <laughs> uh, I don't remember. Like 3 or 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. Which is Yeah, because the box office isn't open until like 4, because it's a comedy club. <laughs> so I call, and I believe her name was Althea, mm-hmm. and she was fantastic. Took her all of five minutes to switch, switch the seats out for us. I told her we'd give her a shout out and say thank you and I appreciate it and Jack will buy you a drink. Say what? I just, yeah, it's on it's on the air now, man. You have to do it. All I'm right. committed to it. My name's Paul and your name is Jack, right? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean, it's in typical Paul fashion, everything has to get all fucked up when I'm doing stuff. So You got nervous and he was actually sweating. You could see the sweat coming down his face. No, there was a tear. <laughs> no, I, yeah, yeah, that's true. So what else have we got in here? Well, we still have the news, and there's a lot to go through this week. Let's hit it We're off. Having a baby. We, we can do it quick. No, I'm not having a baby. Uh-huh. I, I'm I'm what they call a guy. That's the first time for everything, yeah. man. <laughs> okay. Um, first of all, I want to make a correction to last week because, of course, uh, two weeks in a row now, there's stuff that's fucked up. Though this wasn't my fault. Uh, the original Star Trek. Uh, thing I talked about, how they're making a show um, that was later retracted. Oh, that it doesn't look like it's going to happen. The other thing is, we talked all about how we were pretty sure Deadpool's costume would have to be CGI, and then they immediately put up pictures of Ryan Reynolds wearing Deadpool's costume. Uh, so, just wanted to say, you know, we're, I don't think that really qualifies as a mistake. We didn't know that you were speculating. Recording. Yeah, speculating. But I wanted to make sure because people are listening to that now. I don't know if people realize, you know, we record this sometimes. There's a two week gap before it goes out. Um, we're not idiots, you know, because I was listening to the podcast, which went up on Friday. I'm like, oh, well, shit. No, we look stupid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, on to the news. A lot of stuff happened this week. First of all, um, it's official. Joan Anthony Russo are directing Avengers Infinity War Parts 1 and 2. They are the directors of Captain America, um, The Winter Soldier, and I believe they're doing Civil War as well. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, that is, we speculated about that a few weeks ago. Uh, that is awesome news. I think they're... It, it, their style may be flexible enough to fit a different style of Marvel movie, but they haven't uh, done wrong yet, so I'm just going to assume everything's going to work out right. Okay. I agree. Also, also, in a similar vein of news, uh, Mark Ruffalo uh, stated in a, uh, an interview with IGN this week that he believes there there is talk of Planet Hulk going on. Nothing official, but it continues to come up and get bounced around, and he says he'd be happy to do that. Now, I know it's been brought up in the past, uh, but this is the guy who plays the Hulk saying, yeah, we're, it still keeps yeah. coming up, we're talking about it. Uh, who knows, because you know Hulk was gone during Civil War. He wasn't on the planet, so this might be a good chance for them to kind of you know, get Wouldn't him out there. Wouldn't that basically mean that would have to happen at the end of Age of Ultron, then? Not necessarily. Not necessarily at all, because we've got... Uh, what do we have coming out before then? We're going to have... Um, oh, it could happen at, at the beginning, for all we know. But it doesn't necessarily true. Have to happen at the end. We also... what other, Aren't there a few movies? I'm pretty that? sure Civil War is the next one on the slate, isn't it? When is Thor 3 happening? Thor... Like, like, July, it'll probably be up. July, because like, the first two were released in July. We so probably July of 2016. No, 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 November. Well, the yeah, last one came out in November. November. Yeah. 
Um, but I just, you know, who knows? It might even happen on a TV series. I mean, Hulk was a member of the Defenders, so, I mean, who knows? They might shoot him out into space on the uh, the Netflix series. November 3rd, 2017. That was fast. That was yeah. very fast. Wow. Uh, so, just thought it was interesting. Uh, other than that, still relating to people that are uh, part of the Marvel Universe, They can, it looks like they may have found their Jesse Custer for Preacher. I don't know if you saw this. Really? I missed Do that. Dominic Cooper seems to be the front runner for that uh, that role. Uh, he also plays uh, Howard Stark, I believe, in the uh, the Captain America movies and Iron Man and all that. Uh, I, th I think I'm okay with that. It seems like a pretty I good actor. I can take it, yeah. Um, also, uh, if you uh, are paying attention, because you know, we've talked about going to the Niagara Falls Comic Con this year, uh, you may know that Margot Kidder is going to be there. Margot Kidder plays I saw this. Lois Lane in the huh. original Superman movies. There is going to be something very special. They are going to be doing a photo op. Right on the Niagara Falls where Clark Kent and Lois Lane stood. You can get your picture taken with Lois Lane in the same place they did it in the movie. There are only 50 of these passes available. They're available for $160 a piece. Can she hold uh, me? Not. No. I'm betting they are not going to let you touch her. Yeah. Other than just to saddle up to her for the picture. But, you know, I, I like saw that and I thought about how cool is that? I mean, if you really love the the old Donner Superman films, I mean, that would make some fans drink. But just meeting her would be great. Getting your picture taken in the same place her and, uh, you know, Clark Kent, uh, Christopher Reeves had their, you know, in the movie. That'd be awesome. Moving on from there, uh, part of the reason, you know, we talked about Convergence this week. One of the big reasons they're doing Convergence is because it's all been written. And DC started the process of moving their offices to California this week. I don't know if you realize that, but Convergence is going to run while they're doing that. So they kind of had to work ahead so they have time to get their offices set up. Interestingly enough, um, Marvel put up a, a GIF of uh, Groot wiping a tear from Rocket Raccoon's face on the day they started moving. I thought that was very touching and showed some good showmanship. Did you catch that? Part? I didn't. That That's, yeah, it, it, it kind of, you know, it made me smile. Yeah, at the very least, they were like, you know, sad to see you go. Um, and finally, we have one more thing. This broke this morning. You probably don't even know this because this happened right before we got here to record. Um, Kevin Feige has announced that Spider-Man is going to be 15 or 16 in the new Spider-Man movies. He is going to be in high school. Paul's looking at me skeptically. My problem is, no, 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 no. I see the eh, and I understand. But the flag that gets thrown up for me, for going that young, are they going to skew towards Miles Morales? Or are they just going to do young Peter Parker? Well, I, he has been uh, multiple times in multiple interviews. They've referred to the character of Peter Parker. Okay. So, it, I mean, they've never come out and said it. It could be just like that's just what they're calling him because that's what they're used to calling the character. So I don't think we know for sure. But, uh, I mean, remember, I mean, the original run of Spider-Man, he was only in high school for like 23 issues or 26 issues, something like that. It wasn't a big deal. But the ultimate run, which a lot of this stuff is based on, was all set while he was in high school. All of that set aside, I mean, this came from the guy that's the head of Marvel Studios. He's Kevin Page said he's going to be a young Peter Parker. So, we're, first of all, we're definitely, we kind of knew we were getting a new actor. Um, they've never said it. Now, I think we know. They're going to need a new actor. They're going to look for somebody young enough to play the part for a long time. Carl. <laughs> you shut your mouth, sir. Uh, I just thought it was great because it literally popped up into my new news feed um, on the way here. That's so awesome. That, that, that is official now. Uh, and that is the news, folks. We really need news theme music. Something we can just drop in when we do that. It, it is, do we need it or is it because I'm so good at delivering it? You are it sounds like it needs damn to good be. at it, sir. <laughs> 
So, as I always do to you, new Marvel mobile game. You tried it out. Are we talking about the new one that came out this week? Last week, maybe? We're Mar- talking about Mighty Marvel Heroes? Yes. What do you know that's on my list? That's on mine, too. Uh, yeah, I, I had to wait a couple days because it wasn't available for the Note 4 until just a few days ago. Uh, um, you know what's funny? I, I love the game so far. Uh, it is a little hit or miss as far as um, the controls, which you probably mm-hmm. noticed. Yes. If folks who don't know, aren't aware of this, uh, Mighty Marvel Heroes is a, a game where basically you get to play uh, super deformed uh, versions of the Marvel superheroes. You get put down in battle arenas with uh, three other players, which are either your friends in the game or randomly picked from all over the wherever they have servers and uh, basically all four of you are fighting to either defend something or beat something or whatever i mean it's a typical what what do they call those mobas yeah uh, or something like that arena online battle something uh there has been some jankiness involved uh it's a little slow to load sometimes occasionally uh i'll have 10 seconds left on a fight and it ends i haven't had that happen yet i'll start a fight and it's clearly already going on you know, every all the enemies have spawned you know, up here. I've seen that happen where people just all of a sudden pop in. Yeah, is that so, a glitch yeah. or something it's, in the game? I'm sure it's something they're working on. Uh, the interesting part of this, though, is sometimes I struggle with the controls because they they are a little imprecise, probably because it's a real time online battle. Uh, my three year old daughter loves playing the game. Nice. Okay. Uh, in fact, uh, it, it has supplanted a book at a cuddle time at night. Not every night, but some nights it's like either a book or you can play the game. She was playing Lego. Um, Marvel superheroes. Now she's playing this. What's interesting is if I wish there was some way for me to say to these people when I because I'm handing her the game. I'm not right. doing it for hands her. off. It's all yours. Hands off. Do it. The number of times she comes in first place against people who are probably uh, anywhere from the ages of twelve to forty. I just like I want to be like yeah you just got schooled by a three year old. In fact, the only reason that my characters are so high. Because I only get a little time to play. Usually at night before bedtime, I get to play for, you know, 10, 20 minutes. I've been handing it to her. She's playing, you know, half an hour a day and kicking ass and raising my stats. <laughs> it's awesome. Uh, what do you think, Paul? I like it. I'm, I'm having a good time with it. Like you said, it's 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 a brainless game. There's no strategy to it. It's You're, you're tapping the screen. Well, I don't want to say that. I mean, you got to make sure you get behind gun turrets and things like yes. that. You can get your ass kicked really quick. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah, no, I'm not saying it's easy. But it's brainless. It's not a strategy. It's it's common sense fighting. Jack, you'd have a hard time with it. It sounds too hard, Ari. <laughs> but what I like is the depth of characters that seem to be in this. I know. I, there's there's a lot of... Uh, I mean, I've seen the characters I wouldn't have expected to pop up in here. I'm not getting a whole lot of them. It seems like every time I recruit a new character, I recruit another version of the same character. That keeps happening. I've gotten Iron Man Mark III like... Four times. Yeah. I, I did too. I think that is like a, a very, 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 very common. Yeah. Because I keep getting him too. Uh, who else have I gotten? Because now I'm going to make you list off your team. I started with Hulk. I think everybody does. I okay. did And then I ended up with Gamora. Mm-hmm. Which, she started off with two costumes right off the bat. Did, did you get that as well or I no? I think so, but... But she was my second character, and Iron Man was your third, right? Yes. I, that must be standard then. Okay. That's what I started off with. And now I've gotten a Captain America, Black Panther, or am I confusing that with the other Marvel fighting game? Maybe. No, I don't have Black Panther. I have Daredevil, which I, I got him on Thursday. I got Daredevil on Thursday. Uh, he was a reward for a, a the mission thing. 
Oh, I got him uh, in the recruit thing. I also got uh, I have all those and Nick Fury. Nope. I got Hawkeye. Oh, I have Hawkeye too. Yeah. Wow. So it sounds like you basically get all the same ones. Maybe. I got a. Yeah, I mean, this certainly does seem to have the same mechanic that uh, Contest of Champions have, where or it looks like they want you to invest for the multiple star heroes. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, the one saving grace this game seems to have is that if I'm not paying money for the four star heroes, I still can play the game. Yes. Uh, and it helps if your character is a little underpowered or you're getting your ass kicked, you can just start running away. Yes, get out of the oh, way. Which, which my daughter also loves to do. She'll just like, and she'll laugh maniacally while she's running away from all the bad guys. <laughs> it's hilarious. I've also, I forgot, I've also gotten Rocket Raccoon, The Punisher, and there was one more. Oh, uh, Mark 42 Iron Man, the black and gold costume, which I'm, I'm, I'm fielding him now because he's my only other three star hero. I have him in the Hulkor at three stars. Now that I know you're playing it, once we get off mic, I'm going to have to find out what your screen name is so I can put you on as a friend. Okay. Well, I technically would be playing with your three-year-old, I guess. But <laughs> well, some of the time. Sometimes. Sometimes it's me. But yeah, I'm digging it. It's cool. Uh, I was really shocked to see that Starbrand is a character you can get on there. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, part of the contest right now, right? Yeah. Yeah, that was weird. It's weird, but it's it's a cool game. How much is that? And free, free, free game. Uh, In-app purchases, obviously. But Always, apparently. Did uh, Did you see that the Apple Watch is mm. coming? Yeah. Um, hooray! Exactly. Maybe. I don't understand its purpose, but looks flimsy. One of my coworkers is ridiculously excited about this, so I, I told him that I would mention it on the show that the Apple Watch debuts on. April 29th. You can pre-order now if you want to get one. Go to your Apple store and how much are they again? They are ridiculously expensive. All the way up to like $10,000 or some shit. Uh. No, Paul, that was me. Um, uh, you know what's uh, interesting about the Apple Watch uh, is um, they're kind of coming out and saying, hey, guess what? We've come up with this revolutionary new idea. You can wind your watch again. I don't know. I mean, the crown of the watch, the whole thing. I mean, the early reviews, even people are saying it's a nice watch, but there's stuff on the market that does more and does it better. And that's not a place that Apple is used to being because you can release a new iPhone and it doesn't matter if it's complete dog shit. People are going to line up and buy it because it's an established product. This is new territory for them. This is a place where Apple really could potentially fail. I'm not saying that they're in risk of that, but there is a risk because people might be like, yeah, this is dumb. I want to go for that Samsung watch that does all this other stuff, or the Moto 360, which is one of the most beautiful smartwatches on the market. It's just gorgeous with its round face. It's a very strange place for Apple to be in, and I feel like it's one of the first times I have seen them since I've worked in this industry where they have a product that isn't necessarily up to, at least um, conceptually or uh, in the eyes of the public, up to par with what other people are doing. Um, I think it's clearly a less I don't want to say inferior because it's not fair I don't think it's as good as what else is out there I just don't understand its purpose I don't understand why we need this well one reviewer made an interesting comment he said when they talked about the Apple Watch when they unveiled it they said one of the purposes was it would let you know about notifications and things like that so that your phone didn't get in the way of things like meetings like it would it would basically so you could stay more connected to life and less connected to your device but in his first week of wearing it he said his watch buzzed so much with all the notifications that he felt like it was actually taking him more out of his life. 
Mm. Great. So I, I thought that that was an interesting dichotomy there because it's the exact opposite of what they said its purpose was. I don't know, it just looks too flimsy and it's just something that's too small. Like, like you said, they could possibly fail with this. I don't, I'm just still used to wearing a regular watch. That's why I have my iPhone. I don't need... I guess they're trying to look like James Bond or something. I don't Dick know. Tracy. Dick Tracy, yeah. Watch phone. Or Inspector Gadget, mm -hmm. which was a yeah, good show. Yeah, what's funny is my Samsung Galaxy Gear 2 can do that. I don't think the iPhone can. The uh, Apple Watch can do that. It doesn't take calls, does it? I don't think so. Yeah. I, like I said, I don't, I don't see a purpose. Is your coworker going to get an Apple Watch? He's already pre-ordered it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Waste of money. So I have one last thing on my list over here, and that's I just wanted to talk about uh, a milestone for my family this morning. I took the uh, the overlords. Who were very, very vocal on last week's podcast. Yes, they were. I took them to the theater for the first time today. Oh, I heard. They went to the movies for the very, very first time. We we had the the privilege of seeing the new Cinderella. Yeah? Yeah, it's still Cinderella. It's the same exact story. Just more emo. More Is that sad. the one with Anna Kendrick? I don't know. No. No. I don't think so. Oh, okay. But oh, the big highlight for everybody involved was we got to see the new Frozen cartoon on the beginning of it. <laughs> That's all I really have to add. I just want to talk about <laughs> taking the kids to the theater and seeing more Frozen. Well, do you guys remember your first time going to theater when you were kids? Like, I remember I saw Aladdin for the first time. When I, <laughs> my first movie. I, I saw um, Uncle Remus, which is one of the most racist animated <laughs> movies ever made, <laughs> at the Plasky Callet Theater while it was still open. Um, and yeah, we'll never, for, never forget that. Yeah. I have two first movie um, memories, I guess. My very, very first I remember is seeing Pinocchio at the drive-in in Auburn. Mm -hmm. uh, in the pouring rain, I remember that. And my first actual memory of going to the theater for a movie was Return of the Jedi. Wow. That's I remember awesome. taking my stuffed Ewok to see Return of the <laughs> Jedi. No, yeah, going to the movies for the first time is a good feeling. Like, you, your dad put you on his shoulders or something, get some free popcorn and all that good stuff. Now you go to the movies, and as you know today, it's a chore to go. And it's like popcorn costs a lot, and movies tickets cost a lot. Man, life was so much better five years ago, wasn't it, Jack? <laughs> it was. I just turned six the other day. Man, can we get birthday cake when we get off the screen, Mike? I'm hungry. So I am the one that is bringing the what the fuck file to the table this week. Um, I just sent Paul the picture, so he has it to post uh -oh. up on Facebook. But I have it on my phone. So this week, the White House uh, staff photographer, I guess, took a picture of our president uh, Barack Obama as he exited from a plane and uh, was waving to somebody. And this is the official picture. It is Obama oh, looking like he is shooting a rainbow out of his hand. It's an awesome picture. I want that now, picture. <laughs> the reason this is a what the fuck file is not just because they, they got the perfect picture at the perfect time. Um, I mean, that's just great that they managed to pull that up. This uh, picture, I originally saw it on a, a, a website, a, a blog site called Jezebel. You may be familiar with it. It's connected with uh, Kotaku and um, Gizmodo and all them. And what was interesting was the comments because 
a lot of times the people who comment on here are uh, they're deliberately trolling or sometimes they're, they're making an ironic statement about what the rest of America is going to say which is what this person did they were making an ironic statement which probably is pretty close to what was uh, stated by people um, what they really thought in other places the very first comment on this picture is pictured Barack Hussein Obama uses his Muslim powers to give the entire islands the gay to keep them from telling the truth about Benghazi. <laughs> if I hadn't been in my car, I would have fallen out of my chair. <laughs> and I don't know if it would have been laughing or crying because there are people who saw this picture who probably really believe that. And I bet they're wearing jean shorts. <laughs> Folks, that is our What the Fuck file. And on that note, megabyte me, bitches. I want that picture. <laughs> I just want to stop the episode. This has been a Geek Pod Network production. If you're enjoying us, leave us a five-star review on iTunes and follow us everywhere. On Twitter, at GeekPod, G33KPOD. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash geekpod. Want to get in touch with us? Email us at contribute at geekpod.com.